0: Welcome to the Satellite and New Space Matters podcast, a series of interviews with key leaders throughout the industry, all brought to you by the Satellite and New Space team at NUCO, a specialist global recruitment and executive search firm. Welcome to the Satellite and New Space Matters podcast. Your host today are me, Katia Schmiding, and my colleague on Newco Space Team, Annabelle Smeaton. And we're delighted to be joined today by Anastasia Kuzmenko, VP of Marketing Communications. Anastasia is a highly talented marketing professional with 14 years of experience in B2B sector, as well as uh, an MBA. Currently, Anastasia holds the position of the VP of Marketing and Communications at IEC Telecom Group, um, an international service provider specialising in cutting-edge satcom solutions across various market verticals, including the maritime and humanitarian sectors. Anastasia is responsible for IEC Telecom's global marketing strategy and co-marketing partnerships with major international satcom operators, including Starlink, Yarsat, Inmarsat and many others. Uh, She has been recognized as well uh, as a top performer by prestigious industry awards, including three annual awards for best marketing campaign by Soraya Telecommunications. Um, She's also featured as a woman in leadership by International Business Editions and invited as a speaker to professional and educational events. Wow. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Anastasia. Thank you very much. It's nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Brilliant. So to get us started, we always love to ask people the same thing. How did you get into the satellite and new space industry? Well,
1: you know, immediate reaction would be to say by chance, but I don't believe in coincidences. I think that there is always uh, something behind. I believe in my specific case, there were two underlining um, things. First of all, my own motivation. Since childhood, I always had this big dream to work, you know, in the industry or in the field that has a global impact so in a way when you think about it uh, satellite telecommunication is uh, one of a kind another element which we certainly need to consider it's uh, my professional background i think uh, in order for uh, to, to join uh, more, uh, satellite telecommunication from a marketing perspective, it's very important to have a diversified background, be able and ready to switch from one market to another, develop campaigns which would one day target very luxurious sector like yachting, and the other day to you know target bottom of the pyramid solutions which are very cost effective. Uh, for example, humanitarian uh, support kits. So I think that uh, the fact that before joining ICT, I, I already had uh, an experience in business aviation, in uh, oil and gas, and many other industries. That basically was a reason that the the diversity was a reason that uh, you know um, helped me to to be you know appealing to the role.
2: And an amazing insight into how you started the career. Thank you for that. Um, and sticking with the theme of the past, um, we would love to know what do you think is the most exciting application of satellite technologies today?
1: I believe that one of the most exciting applications of satellite technology today is certainly closing the digital divide. It is, you know, like uh, fascinating when you think about it, like close to three billion people across the globe are permanently disconnected. So Those are people who have no access to information, are unable, which means they are unable to learn. They don't have, you know, opportunity to have, you know, medical consultation. They have no opportunity to um, travel. You know, the this whole, like, layer of services, which we take for granted, is not available for people who remain behind this, you know, like this digital curve. So I think one of the best applications of satellite telecommunication is the fact that um, it helps to bring connectivity to areas where it's needed the most.
0: Wow, yeah, brilliant. And I'm sure this is a topic we'll continue to cover as, as we move forward. Um, and I think, yeah, historically satellite technology has been really important to help bridge that gap and there's so much more we can do. Um, so what? Moving on to the present and the future then, um, what are you most excited about seeing either currently happening or soon to be happening in the future um, with satellite technology?
1: Sure. So, well, first of all, we we need to understand that when it comes to Satcom, we are currently living in the era of LEO networks, right? Uh, And uh, one of the reasons that you know, like made them so important that the fact that uh, Leo constellations are closer to the uh, surface of the earth, which allows for the signal to to pass faster. basically, uh, the this is a term which we the term used to explain as as low latency, right? And low latency is the the fundamental principle of uh, um, operation for all applications, modern applications that we use on phone or on our laptops. So I think that uh, we should be expecting that there will be more and more LEO networks in future because there is a very, you know, a prominent demand for low latency on Earth. However, uh, if we look a bit further, maybe 10, 15 years down the line, we can also um, find ourselves in a situation where there will be more, you know, like offer or capacities, satellite capacities on the orbit, then we can actually accept them on uh, on the ground. There is now a dialogue or a discussion about um, uh, creating technologies which will be completely, you know, independent from terrestrial infrastructure, from cabling, from gateways, which will, you know, improve it's, uh, you know, like the speed, uh, it will improve uh, the service, but it will also make it more independent. So I think this is uh, what we need to expect in the coming uh, future.
2: Fantastic insight there. And we're definitely looking forward to see how Leo can help bridge that divide um, as well as the future of it becoming a bit more independent um, and now it would be great to go into more detail about the topic that matters which it's clear that the topic that matters to you is the human humanitarian applications of satcom um, which is an amazing use and a really positive way to change the future what do you think the industry needs to do to ensure that there is an increased focus on the success of the humanitarian applications of satellite technology
1: I think we need to expect that there will be more and more specialized softwares or optimized applications for this industry that would allow uh, humanitarian missions to carry out their operations in the remote areas. Imagine a situation where um, we are uh, in the remote settlement, where there are no bank infrastructure, no hospitals. Basically, we are talking about uh, a very isolated community. How can we best bring in on board, and how best we can support? You know, what kind of technologies can support this transition? Um, one of the um, latest use cases in the humanitarian industry was launch of mobile kind of stations or mobile uh, units that could deliver services to those kind of settlements. That we, the, the use case can be a bank whereby the finance services would be delivered you know, on a specific schedule to those remote units. We can consider also uh, a hospital which will be mobile and which will pass by those remote settlements on a certain schedule. And I think that this is the moment where we need to go to think outside of the box and think, what else can be there? I can very much imagine perhaps, uh, you know, like specialized stations or applications, which would help to uh, bring more educational opportunities to those remote communities. We can definitely think about, you know, like even entertainment. I think that a lot of um, development or social development or social integration happens through the art and, you know, like being a part of the culture, being able to the movies, to see documentaries, to be part of this social world is exceptionally important. And I think that humanitarian field in general, in future, may, you know, utilize the capacities of satellite telecommunication in order to power different digital applications that would bring those uh, very important knowledge and skills to the remote areas.
0: Amazing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, It's not something that I had considered that much before before we spoke, but um, I think it's an amazing focus that the industry should have. More broadly, I think a lot of companies um, in the satellite news space industry should have these sort of use cases and applications in mind when they're developing their technology. Um, so, in the next coming years, what what do you think we could do more? What technology focuses should we have to help bridge this this divide?
1: I think that we really need to look at satellite uh, solutions as systems. The the fact that we have now, you know, like Leo networks, which provide speed and low latency is very important. However, it's not enough in order to deliver impactful solutions on the ground. Uh, The uh, humanitarian solutions uh, represent usually a complex uh, architecture where you would have the terminal, the backup, and then a range of services Cater to a specific need. For instance, um, just a few weeks back, IC Telecom was exhibiting at uh, Dihad, it's Dubai International Humanitarian uh, Exhibition and Conference, and uh, basically the focal, you know, solution that we wished to showcase at this event was our new Starlink portfolio, which is basically um, uh, a comp- uh, an all-inclusive solution powered by Sterling. and then. Um, it also includes a range of value added services provided by Arcom. Why would we go with such a complexity? There is already something so advanced as Sterling. Think of that when we are in the, um, you know, out in the wild, I would say, right, in those remote communities, we can't just rely on one terminal to deliver the connectivity to deliver the, you know, like certain services. We need to, A, consider the fact that uh, the uh, any satellite telecommunication are prone to um, external factors, whether it's a weather condition or some geographical landscape, let's say there are like some obstacles. So in order for those applications on the ground to run and run continuously, we need to have a system where there will be um, main link or the main channel and the backup. In addition to that, even if we have created this kind of a system, we basically created for ourselves like a a continuous connectivity. However, what do we do with this connectivity? This is what matters. And this is where it's important to have, let's say network management tools, which will allow us to control the the quality of the network and make sure that we, utilize it in the most efficient way. Next to it, we go to the value added services. How do we want to filter this network? Or how do we want to optimize the bandwidth of this network? Last but not the least, how do we distribute these capacities? For example, solutions such as expand is uh, equipped by a network management system, which has like a voucher uh, capacity. So the same way how we distribute food, we can distribute connectivity. So all in all, I think what really matters today when it comes to satellite um, technologies within the humanitarian field, it's to uh, have a clear understanding that it's not just about the capacity. It's not just about the functionality or the operator. It's about, you know, like a complex solutions that will be specifically designed to um, solve a specific issue. And uh, as we introduce it, we will equip it with all necessary toolkit to run smoothly and ensure operational continuity throughout uh, the exploitation.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Um, I think it could really revolutionize uh, so many communities, so many people globally. and um, This access to connectivity could really have such a positive impact um okay brilliant so there's a topic that we like to cover on every single episode and i think since we've had such a brilliant focus on the humanitarian applications of satellite industry moving on to diversity then uh, how do you see these use cases having a positive impact on diversity across across the globe
1: well i think that uh it depends on um what we try to understand as a diversity um if we look you know like if we take a general angle uh, to this problem, we will start with the the fact that satellite telecommunication, they empower remote communities. They bring the connectivity, they bring the knowledge to those who were initially deprived from such a benefit or such a privilege. Hence, I think that by default, application of satellite telecommunications, the humanitarian field, already helped to spread the diversity And, uh, you know, to make the communities more diverse and more inclusive by including those people who previously were disconnected. So this is number one. But if we look at uh, a more kind of uh, modern way of understanding diversity as a gender diversity, then I think even in this case, there is an interesting, um, for example, story that I can uh, share with you. Uh, last year we were working with uh, one uh, foundation in Kenya and um, the aim of the foundation was to boost uh, education uh, among girls in remote communities and they specifically uh, targeted uh, a village where historically like less than 20% of girls were able to really complete the schooling. So maybe they had some education from their families whereby they were literate, but they never really had an education that will give them the entry ticket to the future. So uh, together with the foundation, we launched a program which enabled uh, those girls uh, to have an online education uh, geared towards programming and everything related to IT technology so of course we were they were taught perhaps the basics but with those basics upon graduation they were they they now had an opportunity to you know like leave this village potentially go to the city and find, find themselves a job and uh, have a completely different uh, future roadmap
2: Amazing. Thank you for that. It's really inspiring to see your work in Kenya make such a tangible impact on tackling the gender um, gender divide, um, divide. so thank you very much for sharing that. Um, So we've learned a little bit about you and your career already, but I'm sure our listeners would love to learn a bit more about you um, as the person behind your career, which will bring us on to our next question, which would be, um, what would be your perfect weekend? I think my perfect
1: weekend would be a a weekend spent by the sea and ideally in Greece. Yeah, I'm, um, you know, like I'm a proud Ukrainian and I love a lot my my home country. However, um, I think that when you are speaking about this Mediterranean coast, it does have something magical. And um, um, for me, possibility to have uh, a time by the sea, it's a possibility to really disconnect a little bit from the, the workflow, to reflect back and then, you know, like re refuel my batteries and come back to the office
0: fresh and ready to the new challenges. Couldn't agree more. I think, yeah, a Greek island holiday is easily my favorite. Um, so I'll be right there with you. Uh, book beach that's that's yes. my perfect weekend too <laughs> um, brilliant okay so on to the quick fire round no clues here you'll have to think on your feet and just you know first thing that comes to mind um first question is an easy one uh, plane or train
1: uh definitely plane i love uh, you know being in the air i think it's always inspiring and uh, that I, I never had a, a fear of altitude. I mean, I'm quite fearless by my nature. So uh, I love airplanes. I love the smell of airports. I don't know. I find that, that it's some, there is something
0: about it. Never heard the smell of airports before. And yet I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> um, brilliant. Uh, so would you rather ride a bike, ride a horse or drive a car? Drive a car. Uh, I think
1: it's for me, it's all about the comfort and also possibility to listen uh, to a favorite music and also, you know, like uh, considering the fact that I'm now uh, residing in UAE where it's exception, it can be exceptionally hot in summer, having a car, is having your microclimate traveling with you wherever (laughs) you go. So I think car for sure.
0: (laughs) I think that's very wise. Um, Are you a morning person or a night owl? Not at all. Uh, since childhood, and uh, I, I, I really need to say
1: that uh, I, 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 was. It was quite a pain for my parents, uh, you know, to put me to bed, uh, and uh, I, I really would like to take this moment and recognize their patience with me as I was growing up, <laughs> <laughs> because most of them were, you know, like morning, uh, morning people. So I think that for them. Uh, you know, like uh, dealing with my love to, to to listen to night stories until morning, that, that's something that, you know, like counts. And I really appreciate the fact that uh, they are patience with me in that time.
0: <laughs> um, I can not agree more. Again, uh, thank you, mom and dad. Uh, if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Sorry, can you repeat again? One meal? Huh? One meal. Ah, meal. Ah, one meal. Ooh,
1: I think I'm such a big fan of pineapple, fresh pineapple, I don't know. I mean, to me, fresh pineapple and black coffee, I can have it three times a day and never get bored. (laughs) Brilliant. Um, And if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? I think it would be still Dubai, the place where I live now. I I sincerely love the city for its uh, fantastic vibe for the ambition that you face anywhere you go. And this inspires truly, this inspires to be a better person, to be a better professional. And I I would love, you know, like uh, to pretty much live here uh, as, as long as it takes.
0: <laughs> uh, it's really nice to hear that you're where you want to be. That's brilliant. Okay, I like this question. Uh, what's your go-to karaoke song?
1: Oh, you know, like, I'm so bad when it comes to thinking. I don't know. The first song that came <laughs> to my mind was Mamma Mia, but that's it. You know, like, <laughs> otherwise, I, I think, uh, and a happy birthday song. I mean, those two, and 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 then I quit.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. And the final question, we have this on all the uh, satellite News spacecraft Podcasts, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk? I think I have to say Elon Musk,
1: you know, like uh, simply because our last solution was powered by Starlink. I I do appreciate the technology, the innovation that this thought leader uh, brought to the market.
2: Fantastic. Thank you for that. And I actually have a slight add-on question since you said uh, you love pineapple. Do you think pineapple belongs on pizza?
1: Ah, yes. Yes. (laughs) I think it can. It belongs anywhere
2: definitely couldn't agree more um th- thank you for that it's been great to get more of an insight about you um in on uh, every episode we always ask our guests the same question um the last question is if it would be um what would be your one piece of advice um you would give to someone entering the industry i
1: i would like to approach this uh question from my specific you know like perspective where um and i would like to address it to the future specialist joining marketing workforce within satellite industry. Because obviously, um, for us, none would be an engineer, most probably, or a, an IT specialist by default. So as we join this industry, we have to be ready to learn a lot. And if they're ready to that thought, then sky's the limit.
0: Amazing. I think that's brilliant advice. Um, I think somebody that hasn't come from an engineering background into the satellite industry as well, understanding the use case certainly helps me. So, yeah, really amazing advice. Um, so, unfortunately, that's the end of the podcast today. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, it's been amazing to hear about the humanitarian applications that IUC Telecom uh, have brought to the industry. Um, your insight has been really fantastic, and it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, so, yeah, really, thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please do subscribe and give us a rating. It really helps these stories to be found and enjoyed by more people. For more information about NUCO, we can be found at www.nuco-group.com. That's n e u c o groupcom That's N-E-U-C-O-group.com.